What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Vancouver Fitness Podcast. My name is Yashko, and I'm sitting here with Brandon. And today we're going to be talking about workout efficiency and how to make your workouts not only just make you feel good, get the result that you're looking for, whether it's weight loss or strength gaining or hypertrophy, but also be efficient at the same time. Because at the gym, we do 45 minute workouts with our clients, and people say, like, isn't that not enough time? But we actually also train like that as well, which is the mind blowing part. And we're going to teach you how to structure your workouts so you can do the same. Welcome to episode 12. So to maximize your workouts inside the gym, a lot of people think that they have to train like elite bodybuilders and elite powerlifters in order for them to be able to get bodybuilding gains or strength gains. But the, the truth is that those are people are in the elite level and they, they train completely different than how you should train. But everyone doesn't want to hear that they're not elite level. Yeah. But sorry, man, if you work like a nine to five job and you're just picking up weightlifting in like your mid 30s or even like or like late 20s, it's like, you know, yeah. you're not ready for that elite level structure yet. Yeah. I don't think like most people are ever going to be ready for it. Like there's it, it's ridiculous. It's, and there's no shame in that because like the great thing about fitness is you can apply it to like all levels. The analogy is like, are you going to train like LeBron if you're if you just want to be like good and com- like competitive, like you're part of a team for basketball? Like, are you going to train like LeBron? LeBron trains for what, eight hours per day at least and plus then, more. And then he recovers for like 10 to 12 hours after that. Yeah. Yeah. And then so are you going to train like him just because you want to get good at basketball? Like, dude, just quit your job. (laughs) There's like other ways to get good at basketball or fitness or weightlifting. Yeah. You don't have to spend that much time. Most people are spending way too much time. So I know like John Lee, when he came to the podcast here, he was saying that his workouts are roughly around like an hour and a half to two hours long. And that's how long like the general fitness person inside that's going to like uh, big box gyms is working out for. They're working out for like an hour and a half, two hours. Why? Like, what a waste of time. Don't you have better shit to do? Yeah, you're not a competitive bodybuilder. Maybe you aspire to be, but at this time, in this point in your progression, you have to treat it as such. It's like being able to run before you can kind of walk thing, right? Everyone sees this going on on the internet. You see crazy periodization. You see crazy deloads. You see awesome level, elite level structure made for like Russian Olympic athletes on steroids in the 70s and you're like i need to apply that same logic to me even though i'm just learning how to do a deadlift yeah yeah totally yeah and uh that's uh, another thing too is like these people most likely are very likely on are on steroids and you're copying their workouts and so that means they don't have to recover for longer than you but they still do (laughs) and they don't have to go to a job after yeah, that this is what they do for work and you're trying to copy what they're doing. Right. Full natty. So what kind of protocols can we do to make our workouts much more efficient? Well, okay. So at Kraken, what we did is we reduced our sessions to 45 minutes. And I don't know any other gym in, in the vicinity that does 45 minute sessions. And a lot of people like when like including the trainers that work for us, they were like, oh, like, I don't know if we can do 45-minute sessions. Like, we can't fit everything inside. But the way we came to that decision is like, that's how long we're working out for. Why are we making our clients work out for an hour? Most of the time that our clients are working out for, they're talking to us. They're warming up for ridiculous amounts of time. 
And so we brought it down to 45 minutes and the workouts are exactly the same, except the client ends up getting a better workout. Yeah, I would say the results from going from 60 minutes to 45 minutes was that the clients had better progress because the whole time it was like there was no fat to the workout, no pun intended. <laughs> There's no fat, right? It was just like, get into it, start warming up and your warm up is partly going to assist you into our main lift that we're going to be starting to do. So out of all our programs, what we usually do is we'll have our main compound lift start the day. So if for those who aren't aware, a compound lift is a multi-joint exercise, like a hinge, a squat, or a deadlift. So what we're going to do is we're going to get... Just to be clear though, an isolation exercise is like a single joint exercise, like a bicep curl or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So we're not going to warm up with those isolation exercises unless we really need to but we're going to get them right into these multi-joint exercises within less lesser load that we normally would do yeah and uh so yeah you warm up with the exercise you're just about to do with less weight that's basically it and then uh on top of that you just make sure that the your warm-ups your dynamic warm-ups, whatever that is, like specific to your body, like let's say if you need to stretch out your hip flexors before you work out, or whether you need to activate your glutes before you work out, anything like that is done within five minutes before you start your workout. Anything longer than that, you're like, why? Why do you have to why do you have to warm up longer than that? Right. And I think you bring up a really good point is like the warm-up exercises you're doing are dynamic. Mm -hmm. Because the warm-up is called a warm-up for a reason. Like you should increase your body temperature a little bit one crazy hack is like we have our clients sometimes we'll just like like go one or two minutes on the rower it's like full body you're increasing your body temperature you're increasing your heart rate you're using every single muscle that you would normally for a big compound lift and it's very efficient and then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to get into a little bit more targeted warm-ups like a banded walk a hip thrust that are going to be the muscles that we're going to be using in our compound lift yeah yeah and we do with our clients is actually like full body workouts um, for anybody that's doing pretty much like up to five days per week with us. We're doing full body workouts. Why? Because it's just like way better for the, your body and uh, like recovery wise. And and also it just makes more sense to do it that way, to structure it that way. And it's more efficient that way, because then I don't have to like 45 minutes just targeting like or even an hour or anything longer than that, like just targeting one single muscle group is like way too long. So when I say dynamic warmups, I mean like full body dynamic warmups. Yeah. So like a rowing machine or like any kind of like dynamic stretch or uh, any kind of like uh, activation exercise like you mentioned is ideal for your warmup. Yeah. And then we get right into the compound exercise. So we'll usually do like anywhere between like three to four sets of that compound exercise. And the biggest important thing through this is we're tracking like how much we lifted last week, maybe how you're feeling that day to see if we can like push you a little bit more. But again, measuring where we were to start off is a huge thing in maximizing your time in the gym, because then you know exactly how fast you can ramp up to that weight, depending on how you're feeling and whether you can hit that weight that day anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so with uh, just going back to the elite powerlifters and bodybuilders, you'll see that they have like I don't know, sometimes like five or six warm up sets towards their working weight. But the thing is, these people are working with like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Most likely, if you're working up to like 185 to 225 bench press, you really only need to do like one to three warm up sets max, three max. So yeah, you just do like 
135, 185, 225, done. And if you're doing 135 pounds, way less. You could just get away with 95 and then 135. Right into it. Yeah. Like right why you don't need to warm up for that long. Right. And the next thing that's going to help us maximize time in the gym is supersets. So, yeah. So this is going back to the full body workouts that I was talking about because you can't really superset the same muscle group, but you can superset if you have multiple muscle groups involved. So you, you can superset a lower body exercise with an upper body exercise and a push exercise with a pull exercise. But if you're doing chest day at the gym, you can't superset. And then so then your workouts will not be efficient. Right. So we want to like pick exercises that are not going to diminish any returns from the last exercise. So if I'm doing like a bench press as my compound exercise, I can go and do like a goblet squat or something in between, right? Because that's not going to fatigue my upper body too much to the point where if I go back to my bench press, I'm going to be too tired to do that exercise as I normally would if I would be resting. Yeah. And if you do a, let's say a bench press and it's a heavy compound exercise, you don't have to set, you don't have to superset it with something else that's a heavy compound exercise. You can superset it with a reverse fly or you can superset it with like maybe like some kind of lower body dynamic warm up, getting ready for your next exercise. So like, let's say if you were going to do squats right after bench press, you can superset your bench press with some, let's say like lateral band walks or something like that, something super light that's not going to affect your bench press. And it's going to also prime you for your next exercise. Yeah, that's a really good point there. Because um, if you plan ahead and you have some kind of basic level structure, you kind of know in your head, okay, I'm going to be doing some lower body movement that's going to require a little bit more hip stability. I can do those band walks while I'm doing the bench press. And again, like we said, it's not going to diminish our returns on our last exercise. But to go back to supersets, again, supersets are a powerful tool because we can keep our heart rate going. We can keep the stimulus going throughout the workout and we're getting two exercises for the time of one. So how do you structure the rest of the workout there with supersets? So with supersets, um, I just keep supersetting until I get all my compounds done. And I just so slowly watching the clock to see how much time I have left. And then I start going into my isolation exercises. So with bicep curls, tricep extensions, shoulder raise, or like hamstring curls or anything like that. Uh, it just, uh, that way, just more efficient. And then also, if you run out of time, all you're kind of missing out on is the isolation exercises. And you could just move on with life. You don't, you don't need them. Yeah. So like, if you follow that kind of structure, we go compound. And then as we get closer to the end of the workout, because we're going to be a little bit more fatigued, then we start working into smaller isolation exercises. So we're going to focus on smaller muscle groups and really focusing on them. And the nice thing about doing full body workouts within the week is you may only get like one, maybe two isolation exercises out of that workout. So like in reality, how fatigued are your biceps going to be the next day if you wanted to train them again? Yeah, not very fatigued at all. Like for me, I'm like very, very rarely sore unless I took multiple days off. Right. And then we can apply that another stimulus the next day. That's obviously not too high because we're not recovering from this huge load that we just focused on one day. Like if you know regular bodybuilding splits, they'll do uh, an arm day, like an yeah. hour and a half arms. Which w works really, really well if you're an elite level bodybuilder. But if you're just a regular guy going to the gym wanting to get jacked or a regular girl just wanting to like build her booty or whatever it may be yeah you're, you don't need to do that you don't need to have like an arm day it would be actually way better for you to target your arms a little bit every single day yeah and so what we're trying to 
conceptualize here is we're trying to provide a stimulus and then we're going to get some kind of adaptation to it after, right? So if we can apply that stimulus, let's say three times a week rather than just one giant times a week, especially for the novice to beginner lifter, that's going to be way more beneficial to them because you're applying that three times throughout the week. Although may not as high and you're not going to get these crazy peaks, you are going to get that stimulus more often. And just like learning a new skill, you want to repeat that process as much as you can until you get a little bit more expertise on that skill. Yeah. So one thing that I want to mention is the soreness that you feel after your workouts. So I think that there is some diminishing return on the amount of times that you go to the gym uh, and work out. I think there is frequency issues as well, where where you can go too little with this type of working out, like where you're only going like once a week or twice a week, like it may kind of be like too little, especially if your workouts go too short. But then also at the same time, because you're working out full body, like every single day, you can go too much as well. And I think I kind of went on to that too much zone because you don't feel that soreness but then your joints feel the soreness. So right now I'm having the opposite issue where like I went to the gym too much because I never felt sore. And then all of a sudden it's like three, four, five, six months down the line, you're starting to get in joint pain. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to me. So I'm trying to dial back my workout. So now I'm back to like three to four times per week, like inside the gym, I'm still working out every single day outside of that as well. But um, you can, I think you have to find that perfect zone for yourself where it's like, I'm okay, I'm training enough, but I'm not training too much. And I think for most people, that's probably going to be around like three to four times per week. I think two is the absolute minimum uh, this way. And then uh, probably like five is like the maximum that you should do. And that's probably like pushing it a little bit too much for uh, just like a natural lifter. Right. And I think you really do need to experiment yourself and take kind of sub some subjective note of like how you're feeling and responding to these kind of workouts. Because a lot of people, they'll just jump right in. They'll come right off the couch. Okay, five days a week. Yeah. And then that's when you're going to uh, encounter more joint pain, especially if you ramp it up so fast. So start off with two, work to three, work to four, and then just see how you feel. Take a subjective note of like how well you're recovering, how well you're responding. Are you even like gaining in size if, you, if that's your goal or are you losing fat if that's your goal? Take a subjective note. To bring it back to the point of like soreness, I, I don't think that like soreness is always uh, a marker of like a good workout too. Like some people will be like, oh, like I destroyed myself the last day with my arm day and now I can't move my arms. What a great workout. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always have to be like that, right? I think if you can do a workout, feel a little bit sore, which is okay, but you can go again the next day. I think that's much more beneficial. I think the, though that's where my issue stemmed from, where I was working out too much because I didn't feel sore. Mm. And uh, I think your body adjusts to these full body workouts very, very quickly. Yeah. And uh, you feel like you can go again, but you, you shouldn't. So that's the, that's the issue that I was kind of running into was like just overtraining without realizing that I was overtraining, I guess. I mean, it's not even considered overtraining, but I was, I was doing damage to my joints for sure. Like I can feel it now. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't really feel it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, this proves even more that soreness is not a good indicator of how well you're doing. Cause you can be like not feeling sore at all and then go work out again and you're fucking yourself over versus feeling too sore doing single muscle group, uh, workouts, like just chest days. Cause then you feel fucked the next day. In fact, you feel so fucked that you can't even train your back the next day because it's affecting like how your range of motion. Yeah. So to wrap this up. 
people spend too long inside the gym and most likely that you just need a shorter duration inside the gym. Maybe even going down to 30 minutes a week is better for you as opposed to always training for an hour to an hour and a half to two hours inside the gym. You'd get more shit done within 45 minutes. You'd feel better and it would be more efficient. You'd have more time for other things in life because the truth is that if you're not an elite bodybuilder, like this is just a workout that's supposed to make you feel good. You look better and that's pretty much it. You don't have to really go beyond that. Yeah. Keep it simple out there, Vancouver. Keep it simple with your workouts. That's all I say. Yeah. And then if your trainer's training any other way other than this, like you know that you should probably come to a Kraken instead. (laughs) All right, guys. So that's pretty much it for this podcast. We'll see you in the next one.